If you're having trouble with your boobs and your belly and your thighs and your arms and ready-made clothing has lost its charms, join the group and listen to the cast about making clothes that fit and last self-sewn. Oh, hello everyone and welcome to the Self-Sewn Wardrobe podcast and live broadcast. I am your host, Mallory Donahue, and today I am going to be making a pair of leggings. So uh, I'll be doing that live on on our live broadcast this morning. So podcast people, this one might not be quite as interesting for you. (laughs) Hey, Betsy and Stacy. Hi, Jennifer. And I guess if Camden is watching with you, Jennifer. Hi, Camden. Uh, It's good to see you all. I'm, I'm excited about this broadcast because I'm getting a pair of leggings out of it. So yeah. Oh, Stacy says she's awake. Good morning, Louise and Charlotte. Oh, I see Glenda too. And actually, Something that's kind of neat that I need to explore some more uh, is I got a little icon at the beginning of this that had camera or microphone, and I think that means that we might have the ability to do live audio soon. Um, so I need to see if it's available. It's uh, Facebook rolls out these features. It takes a while for like everybody to get them, and I'm not like... a a real celebrity, so (laughs) I don't, like, get them first. Uh, Julian and Elaine, Amanda and Hillary, hello and welcome. Uh, So, anyway, just heads up, we might be able to do some live, like, audio stuff, too, which could be cool for maybe sewing out loud that doesn't always have that visual component. So, yeah. Uh, Hey, Noah. Noah says he's watching and he's not hiding under his desk, you know. Uh, I, I guess if Kate, if Kate gets to join us, she's in the UK and I often live under her desk and I, I love it. It's very comfortable there. It's fabulous. Hey, Jean, how you doing? Jean, I saw your bathing suit. Fabulous job. So I'm going to jump in here. We've got a, um, got a good, uh, people, (laughs) good amount of people watching. Hi, Sandy. Okay. So what I'm going to do today, I'm going to make another pair of black double brushed poly, uh, leggings. Okay. And I am wearing a pair of black double brushed poly leggings. They fit on my pregnant bod, even though I drafted these quite a while ago. Okay. So that's nice. Hey, Beverly. Uh, so this double brush poly is pretty darn stretchy. Um, and I, I think I can take some pictures where I use the same pattern. I used a scuba knit and my body has grown and definitely like the scuba knit leggings, they're, they're riding down. They don't have as much stretch. They're just a more stable, you know, fabric, uh, that, you know, will not, will not grow with me. And that's understandable, but yet another reason to love this double brushed poly. Cause I just, I mean, I might have to make another, pair of leggings later, you know, in my, uh, in my pregnancy, but I really like that these have lasted me for so long. Um, but (laughs) it is also kind of sad that, um, uh, I, I only made one pair (laughs) and I keep, I keep, um, I keep putting off making another pair of leggings. It's just time. We've been filming the leggings class and I just, I've just been procrastinating. So it's anyway, when you have one thing that fits you for a long time, there's not a lot of incentive to make like another one. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? Okay. So, but 
I'm also very, I'm very bad at like laundry and hanging things up and stuff. So, you know, sometimes clothing might get like thrown on a chair or something like that. So what I did here to differentiate between the two pairs of leggings that I'm making is that I'm using a different thread in my upper looper today. Hey, Robin and Paula, and uh, I think Carol joined us too. So on these leggings, if I flip them right side or uh, wrong side out, you can't really see the stitching because I think I, I actually used like two black threads and a navy thread or something like that. So it's really dark. It's fine. Um, and then on this pair, I've got two black threads. I have a black stretch thread in my needle. I have a black stretch thread in my lower looper on my serger, but then I've got that gray thread <clears throat> in my upper looper. Now I did a little test, right? Because there are two types of stitchers, those who test and those who do not. So I've got this uh, gray thread in my upper looper and it's really, it's quite contrasting on the black. It, it truly is. But when I open it up as though this were a seam and I stretch it and I'll show it, I don't see that gray thread, so it's not going to show on the outside of my garment, but I can look at it and say, oh, you know what, wore the gray ones a couple times, time to switch over to that, you know, uh, that pair with the navy blue in the looper, okay, uh, <laughs> and then next time I make myself a pair of black leggings, I was actually, I was going to try to make two, but the piece of double brush poly I had was not big enough, uh, I've got more, but I, I, this morning, the piece that I had laid out, there was, there were not enough, so anyway, um, <clears throat> this is what my seams are going to look like, okay, so, uh, I used my leggings draft from, uh, the, using the technique that we use in the leggings class, now this black double brush poly, it's a little hard to see like what the right side and the wrong side is on it. You can tell, but make it easy on yourself. And I put a little piece of painter's tape and this is on my center front on the right side of my fabric, okay? And so I know this, and this is important because you can make like two left legs or two right legs if you don't do this right, okay? So if you're, uh, if it's hard to tell which side is the right side, just stick a little piece of painter's tape on there so that you're consistent throughout it. I will never criticize your choice. You can use whichever side of the fabric you want, uh, but the painter's tape can really help. It's low tack. It's, um, it's easy to uh, remove and it won't leave any residue. So, hey, Lauren and Sharice. And actually, I'm going to move this painter's tape in a little bit because I want to leave it on um, after I sew so I can know what my front is. Anyway, so I know that this is the right side of my fabric and I'm going to fold. I have, I have two pieces, two cut pieces of fabric here. This is one leg and both legs look the same, okay? Hello, Rio and Paula. All right, so what you do first is your inseam for traditional basic leggings construction. We're going to do the inseam on both pairs, uh, on both legs. And Paula says, painter's tape is brilliant. Painter's tape is one of our favorite sort of like non-sewing tools that we use that, you know, in sewing that, that isn't sort of like originally meant for sewing. So it's a low tack tape, won't leave residue. You can, you can use it on your sewing machine uh, to mark like a, a seam allowance or something like that too if you don't have a seam guide. Okay, so I'm just gonna start surging. Oop. All right, once I get started, then I'm gonna do this. Oh, and you know what? 
you guys <clears throat> can kind of see in the live broadcast a little bit of this ZD sewing grip. And we call it ZD sewing grip. There are other people who recommend it. But what I'm doing is I'm pinching my fabric <clears throat> like a crab. And then I'm holding it up. And then somebody was like, oh, it's like eating a sandwich. And I'm like, absolutely. Sure. <laughs> and if you all notice that I'm not keeping the best seam allowance over there, it's because I'm trying to show you the machine. I promise. It is so much harder to sew on camera than it is to, you know, sew in your own like on your own terms, etc. Oh, I did, um, another thing that is different about these is they are shorter. The piece of double brush poly I had was shorter. Shorter than I needed it to be. And so anyway, these are gonna be some, some capris and I'm happy that I'm gonna have some capris because it's summertime, and sometimes it's nice to not have long pants. All right, so there's one leg down. Hey, Rebel Angel. Um, and you can see that you, I will be able to tell from the inside that these are the gray leggings. And then when I turn this right side out, and I stretch my seam, I mean, I can even, if I'm really stretching this real tight, which this is not going to happen on my leg because of how we draft it, I, I, can, I can see light through it, but I can't see that gray thread, okay? So all is well. I'm Just so you know, this is what we talk about when we talk about thread blending, okay? Um, hey, Lonnie. So when we talk about thread blending, what we mean is you don't necessarily have to use all three or all four of the same color in your serger. Now, you need to understand how the serger stitch works, what you're, you know, what you're doing and everything when you, when you do thread blend, but that's why we did a whole podcast on it, ZD and I did, on sewing out loud, okay? Um, and actually, I think I told you guys that I've got black and gray and another black, but that's actually navy, haha. <laughs> All right, and I am using MaxiLock Stretch Thread. You're going to uh, use stretch, or you're gonna, excuse me, you're gonna get stretch thread in your sew here box, okay, if you are if you're getting a sew here box. Julian says he's watching this and waiting for a serger to be delivered. How fun. All right. And a lot of you talk to us about sergers, ask us questions about sergers, okay? Oh, Revel says, my OCD brain struggles with different color threads, but I'm going to do it. Yeah, you know, it's worth it to do it because you'll, you're gonna save money, okay? <laughs> because I can use the thread combination on several different colors of fabric versus trying to just, you know, if you have all, if you, if you only owned black thread, you would be limited when you got to those lighter colors. And so blending these colors together can be nice. Now, I will say, of course, I do own duplicate colors for certain reasons. Uh, absolutely. I mean, buy as much thread as you want, you know. Uh, but <laughs> it is possible to get a nice, it is possible to, to get a nice look with, with blended threads together. And possible to know that, you know, it's sort of like having day of the week panties, right? I'm gonna wear my red leggings this way, this day, my <laughs> orange ones this day. If you 
like, I mean, black leggings, how much more, like, basic and useful can you get than that, right? Or you can be like, oh, the red ones, right, I spilled, you know, um, syrup on those or something. My kid really likes syrup. I mean, what kid doesn't like syrup, right? And uh, it just is getting all over me yesterday while I was trying to clean the house. It's like, where does it keep coming from? From her sticky little hands. Okay, so now I've got two legs. I have two tubes here, okay? So this is what the first one, okay? And Rio, I'll answer your question in a second. I have this leg is inside out. This leg is right side out, and I put the right side out one inside the in uh, the yeah the inside out one. So it's right sides together. Rio says so. No cotton thread on any stretch or this pattern in particular. Good question, Rio. Okay, first of all, I don't recommend cotton thread for garment construction in general. Now, if it's something you want to do, you know, go for it. I but just personally, ZD and I like to use. Um, polyester thread for garments. It is more durable. It will wash better. It will not rot. Cotton is a natural fiber. And a lot of people, if you're, if you're real into, you know, making everything out of a natural fiber, then yeah, you, you know, you got to go with that. But uh, no, you don't have to use stretchy thread with this pattern. Okay. Uh, you, you are not required to do so. You could use normal serger thread and normal when I say normal serger thread, it's sitting behind me. It's the Madeira Aerolock. That's what we like. And it is polyester. It's a lighter weight thread than sewing construction thread. Okay? So keep that in mind as you go. And then someone else had a really good question. Shoot. And it went away. Ah! <laughs> Cherie said, Cherie said, I grabbed silk thread at the store. What would I use that for? Well, you could use it for finishing. I mean, silk thread should lay very nicely. But, you know, when we sew silk, uh, a lot of times what we're sewing it together with is um, is polyester thread, okay, uh, because it's more durable. Glenda says, I couldn't get the maxi lock to thread through my looper. <laughs> Am I doing something wrong, okay? Uh, so I, this morning, I had a good maxi lock stretch looper morning. I don't know if, like, the static was okay on my hands and all that, but I just put it in there, press the button, and I know, Glenda, that you have an Imagine, uh, so your threading's just a tad different than on the Enlightened, but, oh, thank you, Beverly, thank you, Beverly, I will, I will answer that. Okay, <laughs> so anyway, uh, Glenda, and, um, so, so if you, if you have trouble with that, you can use a thread lasso, and I did that in another live video, or search for thread cradle or thread lasso on YouTube, and it's a very quick way to do it. Beverly says, thank you, Beverly. <laughs> uh, she asked, which thread will show when you stretch the seam? It's your needle thread. This is what you need to know as you thread blend. So thank you for asking, Beverly. Um, you need to put the most matching thread in your needle. That's why I put the black in my needle thread, okay? And I'm using a three thread. I only have one needle in. Oh, Rio, you're welcome. Uh, and that's why this works, okay? I would not put a gray thread in my needle on the black fabric unless I... No, I just, I just wouldn't do it. Okay, so now I've got my crotch seam lined up. This is from front waist all the way up to back waist. So it's going up your... This is like the... 
you know, the seam that you straddle <laughs> on your pants. So I have both legs right sides together. Do, do, do. Turn this toward me a little bit more because I still have the waistband to do. Okay, get everything lined up here. You know, the Devil Brush Poly, it's very soft and yet it kind of, it's, it's not like rolly, okay? So I really like it. It doesn't, I, I hate to say it's clingy, but it kind of like, it, it clings to itself just a little bit so that it's not rolling away. It's not too slick. I, I really like working with it. All right. And so once I got that started, now what I'm going to do is I have my center seam here. And I know it's kind of hard to see on this black fabric. When we, uh, in our leggings class, we didn't film anything with black fabric. It's all patterned or it is a lighter color so that you can see it better. Um, but this is, uh, you know, what I wanted, what I actually want to have in my wardrobe. So I appreciate you all sticking with me. So I'm not using any pins. I mean, if you want to use pins, that's fine. But what I'm doing is I'm holding my little crotch seams together. That's what I want to match up for sure. Okay. And Revel, I'll answer that question too. After I get to my crotch seam. Revel asks, she says, I'm stuck on a four thread for stretch. But obviously could just use three. Thanks so much for showing me. I can do it. Is there a time you'd recommend four threads? Uh, yes, four thread overlock is useful on a serger. But honestly, we like to use a three thread for stretchy garments. Reason being, you're putting your stretchy fabrics together and you want them to stretch. Some people think, oh, if I only have three threads, it won't be as strong of a seam. Herein lies kind of a little bit of a sewing contradiction that we didn't learn in like home ec or anything like that, okay? What's happening is you want your fabrics to come together, but you also want to like stretch your waistband over your butt and you want to put your uh, arms through your t-shirt, uh, you know, your shoulders through your t-shirt and everything like that. So you want that flexibility and the three thread is perfectly strong enough, okay? So we would tell you, do use a three thread. It's actually a more reliable stitch for your stretchy fabrics. A four thread can be too stable, actually sometimes for your stretchy stuff. And it can also add bulk, but if you've got stitches popping, it might be because there's too much going on there, okay? Um, so, <laughs> Julian says, kind of like a three-leg camp table, strong but flexible. Well, a triangle is your strongest base, right? Isn't that something in physics, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah, and I totally roasted Lonnie about the three thread. <laughs> and a three thread narrow, right, Lonnie? What episode is that? I can't remember what we talk about. But what I roasted Lonnie about was... She said that her... She said, uh... She said she was using a three thread on Instagram. She was like, my right needle broke or something. So now I'm using a three thread. And I was like, no, 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 three thread narrow. So you want to use your right needle instead of your left. All right, wait, hold on. I've got, oh, waistband, there we go. All right, so now I have leggings, actually. 
Now in leggings class and in your leggings making ventures, we would recommend trying on the leggings at this point because you can just make sure everything's going okay and that like your waistband's gonna be where you want it to be, etc., etc. Okay, so I know that these fit me. They're the exact same pattern as I'm wearing right now. Sharon asks, is there a seam guide on the serger? So there are little dashes here to the right of my needle that can help you define your seam allowance, okay? <laughs> Revel says, agree with Amanda modeling at the end. I just, if, if I weren't, if, if I had like practiced that, I'd be happy to do so. I'm just feeling very clumsy and pregnant right now. I, I love you all and you know I'd get naked in front of you any old time, but <laughs> if I could, if I could be confident that I could go off camera and like jockey around these lights and stuff, I'd do it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just don't feel like that right now. <laughs> I really, I've been knocking, knocking things over all sorts of stuff. Okay. So there's my excuse. All right. Now something that I'm doing on these, whew, uh, it's, it's kind of hot in here because because I'm pregnant. Uh, something I'm doing on these leggings is a self-fabric waistband. Now, in leggings class, oh, Veronica corrected her autocorrect, uh, said server instead of serger. We all know what you mean, Veronica. It happens to all of us all the time. <laughs> if anybody ever talks about serving a pair of leggings, I know they're, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, so uh, self-fabric waistband, okay? This is not the technique that we show you for the original leggings class. We show you how to put in a one inch elastic band, but we will do a blog post about the self fabric waistband, which is not super complicated or anything like that. But what I am gonna do is the ham hot method, which is one of the reasons why many of you are here in the group apparently. So uh, I know uh, that the Patterns for Pirates group is a gigantor group. And uh, was it Megan who shared, who talked about ham hot in it? And then like a million people joined, so we're happy to have you here. So what I've done, I folded this waistband in half and this is the orientation, okay, that you would like fold the waistband just to surge it, okay? It, it, this is how it would go around my body. We also call it hamburger because it's folding so that you get a thicker look instead of a thinner look. Okay, so here's hamburger, okay? And then, and this is what in a lot of, in a lot of patterns or something, you would just go ahead and sew this short end and then apply the waistband. But what we're doing is we're, we're making a, a fun little uh, extra step that saves you some time and we're gonna fold it again, hot dog style. There are four layers of fabric now. You have four raw edges over here. You have two folded edges over here. And where we have our raw edges, we're just gonna serge all four layers. Okay, so what I did there is I have this little short seam and now I'm going to turn this right side out and I have a ham hot waistband. So 
not only when I was cutting out my fabric for my leggings, cutting out like the leg parts, did I put that painter's tape on the center front, but I also, I folded my legging, my legging halves in half, and I did little notches, okay? And they're very, they're very small. I mean, they might even be, oh, you can see it on my chin. It just looks like a little, a little, uh, like, clip in, which is what it, what it is, okay? So I notched that, so I have quarters, and I also notched my waistband, okay? So I've got my quarters marked already. Ha <laughs> ha! Yay! So I have my leggings here, they're inside out. And here's my front, my center front. I'm gonna start at the center back, and I'm gonna line up my two seams here. And I'm putting my waistband like inside of my leggings. And it's it's a little difficult to see on the black, I'm aware. My waistband is smaller than my leggings. I'll have to stretch it to my leggings. And that is what's gonna hold it up on the bate as I uh as I wear them. And this is fine for a pair of leggings that you're gonna wear, like maybe under a dress or or just like as pants or something. The self-fabric waistband, like only using self-fabric for a pair of like workout leggings, like when Glenda is, you know, weightlifting and stuff like that. I don't, you know, I'd put some elastic in there. You can use self-fabric along with elastic. There's lots of different ways to do the waistband on leggings. We'll include a lot of those, okay? So, if you, uh, though, are just gonna make like a casual pair, I love this self-fabric technique. It's very comfortable. Glenda asks, are you using double brush poly for the waistband again or something different? It's double brush poly. It's the same fabric. You got it, Glenda. Good question. Okay, so I'm going to get the serger started on here. I'm lining up the back seam of my leggings with the ham hot seam that I made in my waistband. And if you don't know what ham hot is, somebody could share the link to the video or I'll do it afterwards. And then I need to, I need to get a little more focused here. <laughs> I do want to have something to wear when we're finished. I have three layers to line up here. Two layers of my waistband and one layer of my leggings. Okay. So my needle's in my fabric. I find my notches. And someone commented, they said, pre-marking notches has helped me so much. Yeah, if you are cutting something out that you know needs to be, like, marked with a quarter mark or if you ever have a... A pattern piece that's cut on the fold okay cut it out go ahead use a pattern notcher or your rotary cutter and just clip in just a little bit at that top and bottom and you'll always know where center is you may not need the information all the time but that little clip make it within your seam allowance and everything be safe but it, it is possible quite possible you will want that information and the clip can't go away like a marker can. Okay, so you all might be able to see, here's my hand in between the waistband and the leggings. And the waistband is going to get stretched to the leggings. Our leggings technique for drafting doesn't really incorporate a lot of negative ease. Your negative ease is really just your what you cut off with the serger. So this waist line on my leggings is actually my waist, okay? Linny asks, how deep is the notch that the notcher makes? It's a quarter inch, 
So it's really nice for doing that on woven fabrics because uh, it'll fit within that 5 8 inch seam allowance or half inch seam allowance. Uh, on a knit, the, the pattern notcher doesn't work quite as nicely on all knits. It's really a, a little nicer for the wovens, but it's great for the wovens. Stretching it again. So I was saying that the, the waistline on these leggings is my waist and then this waistband is smaller. And if you want to learn to draft your own leggings based on your measurements, you can go to sewhere.com leggings and pre-order our leggings class or order it, depending on when you're watching this. Right, I have another notch to line up here. I'm, I that was just my center front there. Yeah, notching your quarters or your centers or whatever you're supposed to be notching, it really will save you a lot of time. You don't have to go back and fold. You don't have to go back and think. Anything that takes out a little bit of the thinking is is nice when you're sewing, right? Okay, and look, I'm back to like my original little thing here. <laughs> Where I started, my previous stitching, whatever, original little thing. <laughs> I think it was Jean who said she couldn't speak basic English while she was pregnant. You know, it's, it's like, yeah, your brain, man. So I get around to my previous stitching and I cut off that tail, I cut off that extra. I could have done it with scissors. You like if you aren't familiar with the serger a whole lot, cutting off those threads before you get there is it's really your better option. Okay, and those threads, as Jeannie asked, what kind of threads am I using? This is MaxiLock stretch thread. It's included in the sew here box this time around, and we sell it on the website. Okay, so I cut off that thread. I'm stitching over my previous stitching. But now what I want to do is I want to turn off my knife. And here's a thing about the baby locks that I really love. This is how I turn off my knife. Okay. All you do is turn over that little knob. It says lock. Your knife is down. Ta-da. And I know it's something that I took for granted before having to teach people on some other brands of sergers. Uh, you know, when you're researching, when you're, when you're looking for what serger to buy... To have have your dealer show you how the knife goes because sometimes they have to like go up and they're like a little funky and I don't like it and I just really love this. So anyway, I put my knife down and I'm going to stitch some more so that I make sure, whoop, hello, um, <laughs> so that I make sure that I've covered that previous stitching that I might have cut with my blade. I bring the needle up by moving the hand wheel towards me, raise my presser foot, and I moved my fabric out of the way, uh, away from me to behind the presser foot, and then I sit, stitch off. And I have an itty bitty serger tail here, okay, that honestly, with this thread and everything, and me being a little lazy, I would just fray block this, and that was something that Marie, uh, Marie and Eileen were asking about. They were talking about alternatives to fray check, and fray block is one of our favorites. And I don't, I don't have a tube right here next to me, but I would just fray block this, let it dry, and clip it. And that's what I did on these leggings. So I can tell you, hey, you can do this because I did it, and I've washed these leggings many, many times in the past 
eight weeks or so, okay? And so now I, oh, you know, if, if you're new to doing this waistband, go along on your right side. Make sure you didn't miss anything. <laughs> or if you're not new to the waistband, go along on the right side. Make sure you didn't miss anything. No, I didn't. <laughs> if you did, you can go over it, uh, but that's something that can happen. Oh, hello. I got a hole in my crotch, guys. Whoops. <laughs> this, I, I am, I'm definitely, I feel totally comfortable, like, blaming having to do this on live Facebook feed for that happening to me. Okay, so if you ever have a hole, like, you didn't hold your seam allowances together properly because you were distracted for whatever reason. Oh, where, where is it? I can't find it. You can simply go over that surging again. You start a little bit before it. And I do turn on my blade because you want to go in a little bit. Just make sure you catch it. Whoops. Happens to the best of us. Get to the end there. Put my blade down. Stitch over it a bit. And stitch off. And I caught it. Okay, so uh, there, uh, that that can happen if you're new to surging and new to keeping those raw edges together, um, or if you're a very uh, experienced serger and you're doing a Facebook live. <laughs> you, <laughs> Kate Moore says they're birth leggings. Absolutely, you want to make crotchless leggings? You go for it. Okay, so now I have a pair of leggings. <laughs> I did. I just read a an article about a woman who gave birth in a car and she was talking about how it was difficult to get a, a birth certificate for her daughter. And I was like, oh gosh, oh, I shouldn't read things like that. Okay. So anyway, here are my leggings and they, if you're like, why do your leggings look so very tall? Like <laughs> why is there like 15 inches above the crotch? It's because they go over my belly. They go up, right? Like what I'm wearing right now is a crop top, guys. And the leggings go all the way up to underneath my bust, okay? <laughs> oh, Jeannie says, kind of glad it happened to you live because it always happens to me and you taught me how to handle it. Yeah, uh, fixing problems like that on the serger like this, it, it it can seem like, oh my gosh, there's a hole in my clothes, right? Okay, um, <laughs> but here's the deal. It's a knit. So if you trim off a little bit more, it probably won't hurt that bad. And then um, it's a knit, so it's not going to ravel. And that serger will just finish that off. Lonnie says, and Lonnie, I'm, I got you. I'm not going to leave you out in the cold here. My biggest issue with the three-thread narrow is missing the edge. Okay. Lonnie, <clears throat> you really want to make sure and be pushing your fabric toward your blade, maintaining the correct seam allowance, and also... Is there a seam allowance on your pattern? Like, are you, you know, that can, that can help you to learn too. Also, I find that the baby lock, it does a really great job of not pushing the fabric out into the left. Okay, like to, to my left. So that it doesn't miss. Because what, what happens is, on all sergers, there's a delay between where the fabric gets cut uh, I think I, I'm going to open up this very dirty serger. Um, <laughs> here's my blade, okay? And then your needles are behind it. So there is a delay between where the fabric gets cut and where the fabric gets stitched. And it's not too long. It's a quarter inch or something. But in that time, your fabric can 
move. It can move over to the left. Um, it can, you know, be weighted down. It can be a knit that's stretching or something. If your knit is getting stretched out too much while you're stitching, you can use differential feed in order to correct that. And that will help that missing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that will help. That will help that. Oh, Anna says she loves my outfit. Thanks. I, uh, I made it a long time ago. I need to make more uh, because it's very comfortable for me right now while I'm pregnant, the crop top and leggings combo. Uh, so that is, um, those are some tips for keeping it together while you're surging. And I always have my hand in like the sandwich eating, you know, ZD sewing grip position. I have my right hand in that position. And then I have my left kind of like it's in a very small area here, a little like before the blade and then up to the needle and then it moves. Okay. None of this hand out back behind here. If you've got your hand out behind the needle like really far all the time, you can be stretching your fabric. And if you, in that quarter inch area between where the fabric's getting cut and then where the fabric's getting sewn on your serger, if you're stretching it out, it can move away and you can miss that edge. Oh yeah, but Lonnie, it's probably totally your machine. <laughs> You know, uh, we're we're big advocates of the baby lock sergers, so I do enjoy them for that reason. They also do have adjustable presser foot pressure, which is something that sometimes we use, not a ton. The only time I've really counseled someone to use the presser foot pressure is when someone was doing a rolled edge on some very, very thin tool. Okay, so anyway, all right, well, I think my live broadcast, it's like, it says it's trying to reconnect. So I, I got out lots of the information that I needed though. So uh, if you listen to this as a podcast, I hope you didn't mind a lot of the surging. We'll try to edit most of that out. And if you're uh, watching this video, I hope you get something sewn today and I'll see you on Wednesday and Thursday of this week. Okay. All right. Talk to you later. If you're having trouble with your boobs and your belly and your thighs and your arms and ready-made clothing has lost its charms, join the group and listen to the cast about making clothes that 